This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the New Books Network. Get a chill, grab a seat, or we'll sweep you off your feet. We move, we groove, you got mail. Ease your legs, rest a while, all you gotta do is smile. We're swell, can't you tell you got mail? When the show begins, you better hold on real tight. Or before you know it, you'll be high as a kite. Take a break, settle down, we're the only show in town. SRO, don't you know you got mail? Give it up, don't think twice, we're a hurricane on ice. What the hell, give a yell, ring your bell, show and tell. Mademoiselle, give a smell, you got Mel. You've got Mel. And Mel has. Get a chill, oh. a seat. Once is enough. <laughs> and Mel has Rotem. Rotem So start at the very beginning. Um, what are you doing today? And what did you do for many years that I... I'm now very sorry that you're not doing. <laughs> um, today I'm an art therapist. And in those years we met, I was an illustrator, which was a dream coming true for me. And, uh, and now I help other people to go in the direction of their dreams. Okay. Hey, and what about your dreams? Um, I'm feeling good. I feel that I do the things that I need to do. I love helping people. And uh, I love seeing the magic of art when it involves in therapy. And it's so beautiful. And I, I will not lie. And I, and I will say that I miss illustrating. Um, <laughs> so I might go there soon as well and do both. Okay, let us know when you go there so we can apply. I um, will, of course. My writing has improved, I hope. Uh, but anyway, um, what, so what does an art therapist do? You have now a master's degree in art therapy and nobody knows what art therapy is. Ah, nobody knows it? Well, I, I, nobody I know knows. Okay. And maybe everybody except me knows. All right. So I will tell you. It's um, 
actually it's like being a psychologist but working with art and the art in the therapy in the meetings is uh, is a part is an important part of the meeting so people and it's not only kids some people think it's only for kids but it's not i work a lot with adults as well and they have the opportunity to express uh, feelings and emotions and thoughts that they don't have enough they don't not always we have the words to say it but sometimes in art we can express it in ways that words cannot so it's an opportunity to express those feelings and um, and get to know yourself better when you do it and also explain yourself better to others around you and in this way a person can really get through understanding better of stuff that has happened before or stuff that is happening now and really finding their way of uh, of dealing with it of really so, so so what what interests me here about this is do you interpret the art or you just let people come and draw their finger paints and stuff or do you say um, oh this is very interesting you just made a picture of six dead cows what are you thinking <laughs> about <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, usually the person who do the artwork knows best what he or she meant to do. So I usually try to listen more than to give my own opinion about it. And, um, and when I'm listening, um, I sometimes feel things and see things that I can say. I, I can feel this, I can see that. But I always remember that the person knows better than me about his, in, his or her intentions. So I keep that in mind. And um, wait, wait, wait. Rotten, doesn't the person want to get better? Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's it's happening as well that the person wants to draw uh, in a more realistic way the things that I see. I want to know how to draw it. So sometimes I I do help in those. Uh, in it depends on the case when there is a like now I have one. Um, um, youngster I work with youngsters too so a youngster of 15 years old that he wants to draw what he sees and I do give him the tools to do it because I think it will help him feel better with himself knowing that he can actually do what he wants to do I, I think it can help this kid uh, specifically so I don't I don't always go there because sometimes it interrupts the the process of of deeper emotions and stuff that can go up and and be discussed in a therapy and i don't want to interrupt this so it's the so, balance so, so, so first of all it's very interesting because when i said get better i didn't mean getting better as an artist i mean getting better here uh so when you talk about art therapy you're, you're concentrating on the art side. Well, you know, I come from the arts. Yeah. I come if, from if the Vincent, arts. If Vincent van Gogh came to you, <laughs> you wouldn't say, hey, Vincent, maybe you need a little medication. No, say, I wouldn't. I would, yes, let him, I would let him express it all. <laughs> Take some paper. Here, paint for you, Vincent. 
<laughs> work. Oh, and, make and make me a birthday picture, please. <laughs> so I can retire. So, so I wrote them, and you, and you left illustration for this. So we'll get back to it. But tell us about your life. So um, about my life, I've got a wonderful man that I love a lot. And, uh, and I've got three wonderful kids and a dog and a cat. I'm talking about your early life, dear. And, oh, when we met, it was when oh, I just... Oh, no, no, when you were a little kid. Oh, when I was a little kid, yeah. I grew up in a kibbutz. <laughs> I was one of those sleeping in the children's houses, and uh, and I know what it means. <laughs> and, um, and I'm a nature girl since I was a girl, because the kibbutz is also living in the nature. And, and living in society, knowing how to deal with many kids around and uh, being like, uh, yeah, it's, it's special, the kibbutz. Uh, it has the advantages. Yeah, but, and, uh, so talk, but, okay, so talk about growing up where you don't sleep with your parents from the age of one or half a year or three weeks or whatever. Yeah, um, for me, it started when I was four years old or three. And that, that's when we moved to the kibbutz. So I kind of remember it also moving from living with my parents to sleeping in the children's house. And I remember my mom, she made a, a special book for me, a special children's book just for me about this change in our lives. Uh, yes, beautiful book about the night and the children in the with all the other children around. I have to find it. Yes, it's here somewhere, and it's a really charming. We have published in our books. Yeah, that's true. It's that's true. Beautiful. It's I'm a special to, one. I'm going to bug you now. Uh, I remember because she made the illustrations, and I loved them a lot. <laughs> Part of the things that made me want to be an illustrator was that I really enjoyed looking at a, a perfect illustration, for my opinion, of course. And I really wanted to be the illustrator that can make those. And, uh, and then the dream of being illust an illustrator, it was since I was a little child, it was right there. And, uh, and I really knew that I'm, that's what I'm going to do. It was easy for me. Uh, to, to go to this direction because I was really there to begin with. So from what age do you remember drawing? Always. I always draw and, uh, and I always did art and all, all special kinds of arts. And also, you know, my mother, she's also an art therapist. And in our house, there was always the option to do art. It was always open. It was always there, as it is for my kids now. Always here to okay, do but, something. But a, a therapist might ask you whether uh, it is an escape from a childhood that today is considered a little cruel to take little babies and children and tear them away from their parents and put them in a child's house until they're 18. So I'm going to, in the meantime, before you answer, I'm going to take this because I just remembered that you're so multi-talented. You made this for me out of felt. Yeah. It, has, it has a prominent place on my wall. Oh, happy. 
Yay. <laughs> the smell dragon. Yay. So, um, yeah, so we go back to the question. Is, is art a therapy for you? Yeah, it is. It is also a therapy for me. Um, sometimes it is to express my talent, but sometimes it's also just to express my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings and everything that I just need to express in a, in a way that that is my way. <laughs> I so, use it, yeah. Okay, for, but you grew, you grew up uh, drawing and illustrating, and uh, what happened after that? Um... Well, yes, I, uh, I, I've learned when I was in the um, uh, high school, I've, I learned a course of, uh, of drawing on the right side of the brain. Uh, I've learned from my aunt and, uh, and then I taught my friends how to do it uh, because that's the way to draw in a realistic way, which is the way that usually at those ages, that's what you want to do. You want to draw what you see and then understanding that it's not the hands but the eyes that matter that the the way you look at things that what matters it really helped me to do it better and um and i've studied i i, I went to high school it was fun it was nice it was much nicer for me than the years before and uh um, I went to the army, um, was like a social worker, soldier, and, uh, and it suited me as well because I always liked to help people. <laughs> so it worked for me. But, ah, but before the army, there was one year that I was uh, in Batyam. I lived in Batyam and I was uh, in the uh, youngsters, Homerima uh, Shomer Atzair movement. Um, a, youth a, movement. A left-wing youth movement. Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a great year for me. One year to live in the city with, uh, with some friends in a commune and, uh, and do great stuff with the kids that are there, the kids and youngsters that live there in Batyam. And, um, and then... And after I I'm trying to get you to talk about Betzalel because you studied. Yay, after wrote, the army, wrote, I started to... Wrote famous. I knew what I want to do, you know. I didn't have to, to think a lot about it. So I, I went to try to get to, to Betzalel, but first I didn't manage to do it. I've learned uh, one no. year. No, it took me a, a one year studying in Tel Aviv before I went again to Jerusalem, and then I accepted, uh, I got into Betzalel. It's very hard to get into Betzalel. Yes, it's also very hard to learn there, but yeah. it's very, uh, it's, it was uh, it was something that I, I, I'm really happy I, I did it. And, uh, and it was great for me to get to know all those people that studied there with me and to, really um, managed to you know to to get professional to be professional and um since then my dream was to to do to be an illustrator and then when i met you this dream was 
really, really happening and it was great. I remember the day that you came to this, I worked at this kindergarten, <laughs> Montessori kindergarten. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I remember that they told me that you are about to come and I didn't know you, but they say that you will come with a saxophone and that you write children books. So I said, wow, I will bring all my illustrations so this man can see. <laughs> and you did. And it was really, it was really nice that you did. And uh, since then we you made some good books together. I think we made some lovely books together. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so now we come to the, uh, to the question. Um, you, you are, are an award-winning illustrator. You've won awards. Uh, people love your artwork. Um, and you have a, uh, a style um, with the plasticine that, yeah. you, that you studied at Batsala and then developed on your own. You want to mention Ronnie Oren? Uh, is it worth? Go ahead. That's right. It was my teacher. Also, Yossi Abulafia was my mm -hmm. teacher. I've learned some animation in Betzalel. Yeah, and um, okay, you, you also have a couple of kids around. Uh, yes. Which is, <laughs> is fine. Um, and um, so what I wanted to ask you is um, the life of a, of a children book illustrator. Because uh, when I hired you, uh, I paid you a salary to illustrate books online, offline, uh, knowing that we were never going to make money selling the books. And I had money because I invented something. And then I said, Rotem, you are a wonderful illustrator. Illustrate the books. We might sell them. We'll give them away for sure. And we had a wonderful time together. But what about illustrators that actually have to earn money working in the freelance market? You need to ask them. I'm, I was always lucky like that. I got you and it was a great start for me. And I was, uh, and I, and then people just arrived. I was always lucky. It's, it's, but I, but it's, again, I was lucky. I, I was lucky enough to, to work like that. But then it's not like, well, it is hard. It is hard for an illustrator to earn their livings. It's not easy. I, I always had to do more. So I did also, uh, I, I have taught uh, young, young kids and um, all kinds of things. Um, this episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, so you, you, unless you're like one of the top illustrators in Israel or America, you can't really make a living that illustrating. Is, that's my dog, just a second. Okay. Here. We're going to take it. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It's really hard for an illustrator to make a living from illustration alone. Uh, if you're not at the top of the top, uh, it's difficult. And, um, so, and to be in the so, to- at the top of the top, you need to work real hard as well. So when you get the manuscript, when I would send you a manuscript, what is the process that you go through before you... Because the, the role of the illustrator in a children's book is more important than the role of the writer. You bring the animals and the characters to life. They don't live until you draw them. Um, for me, first, I, I read the story and I see if I like it or not. And if I like it, then it means that I can work with it. If I don't like okay. it... yeah. Yeah, if I don't like it, I, I it, it will be really hard to do something with it for me. Did you, did you ever tell a writer, uh, I really don't like your story very much and I'm not going to take all your money? Um, it happened not in not not so not in so uh, not not in such a Bulgarian way, but, <laughs> but gently. I just said, uh, no, I'm too, busy. Very kind. I'm too busy. I'm just too busy. It's <laughs> So this happens. It happened before, yes, because um, for me, I, I'm, I know that, you know, it's a dream coming comes true. So I need it to be good. And it will be good when I like the story, when the story is good. Otherwise, what's the point? It's like wasting my time on something that I don't like. And if I don't like it, the illustrations won't, won't be so good as well. Uh, so you, let's say you like the story and then what happens and then it's uh, magical to me because i can't draw what is the process for me i start uh, for me it starts with the story i i read the story and then i start with the with seeing the whole picture of uh, how how the whole book is going to look like if it's going to be uh, with a lot of words or may or maybe a lot of illustrations and just a few words here and a few words there i try to divide the pages so I can see what what will the, will the story have, like to find the rhythm by dividing the pages. And then I start with the figures and uh, illustrating or thinking about the, um, imagining the, the figure, the main characters and, uh, and trying to see how they look like, if it's to draw them or to work with clay or to try to see them. Um, usually at this point I will involve the the author to to let the author wow but it was so long ago (laughs) 
I I haven't done that for so many years. I'm like we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a few moments. Okay, okay. So okay. And then the author has for me when I was an illustration illustrator, the author had a word. You know, we uh, we always discussed about it. I always showed show my what I do my work and. And I try to listen to your point of view about it. Sometimes it's very different than what the author thought and imagined himself. And sometimes it's right what he or she imagined. And um, then from there, we go on with the But you know, scene and, uh, in, in traditional publishing, um, the author and the illustrator don't have any communication. And maybe that's why maybe that's why I didn't go there. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's why we stopped. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Did I ever tell you I didn't like something? Mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you I didn't like something? You sometimes told me that it's not what you had in mind, but yeah. your mind is so yeah, but your mind is so open that you even when it's not what you had in mind you could always say, wow, but I like it the way it is. So it was fun for me that I could just go on and do my art the way I wanted it to be. And you just, you just let it be the way I saw it. You know, not, not everyone are like that. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're going to hire a top illustrator, you don't want to argue with her about her, her vision. I, for me, writing a children's book is like throwing a ball in the air. But the person who has to take the racket and smash the ball is really the artist. Um, it, I think it's one of the best things that uh, that happened between with working with you. It was this that you you see it this way, and not always it's like that. Not all the uh, not all the authors can see that way and sometimes it was really hard to try and do what the author wanted and then uh, it's not my taste so okay that's and i'm paying yeah. yeah so yeah, but, but Rotem, with all your talent why didn't you try and uh, and work with traditional publishing uh, traditional publishers in israel in america you want a contest in America. Why didn't you um, try and become a, a, a famous traditional artist of children's books? Um, I don't really know. I think much of it is what we just said, uh, the connection that I like to have with the person who wrote the book. And I think it's also connected to the fact that I'm not um, I'm not a public relations, uh, uh, I don't know how to do it so well. It's not my profession. I'm just an illustrator. I'm, I don't really know how to publish myself. And I don't really like to publish myself. It's very easy for me that things just came to me and that people just uh, asked me to illustrate their books. So, all right, I will do it happily. And uh, I didn't really have to publish myself, so it was easier for me li like that. And I didn't push myself too much. But when I saw the content, the content that was uh, the Tommy de Paula, I just saw 
what they suggested to the the exercise that they said and I, and I was like oh that that would be fun and so I I went for it and I, and it was nice <laughs> and I won <laughs> so it was nice but um well, you know, it, it, it's not too late. I mean, perhaps part of this interview is to persuade you uh, to get over your trauma from the kibbutz uh, children house and have enough uh, ego powers to go back to what you what you do so well. Um, I really, you know, what I really hope that I am doing well now as an art therapist. I I'm really sure you hope, are, but you're letting other people create art, and you're not creating the art. Yeah, I think it's true that it needs to be both. I do create, but I don't publish. It's different. And uh, I do my art, but I really don't publish it. it. I keep it to myself because I do it more in, a, in an art therapy way, which is it doesn't have to be perfect. And as an illustrator, I always wanted it to be perfect. And as an art therapist, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's something else. It's like um, it's it's freedom, but it's also not a product. It's not a product. It's just to express myself. So I do it, but I don't publish. And if I will, if I will decide to go back to it, then yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> we will live, and then we can tell. Okay, so um, usually I ask my um, interviewees about, oh, so okay. So before I ask you about music and the Beatles, uh, we made uh, 10 books together and then you illustrated a few out of uh, love rather than money uh, because we had run out of money. Uh, we had given so many books away. Um, and uh, which of the books that we've done is your favorite? Wow, which is my favorite. Um, How do we done a dozen together? It's amazing. Yeah. That's a hard question. I love them all. <laughs> I really love them. I enjoyed working on every each and every book we did. I enjoyed them a lot. And uh, I, I, it's, I cannot choose. I love them all. No, but if you had to choose. <laughs> That's a hard one. I think, I think the dragon wins. I really love it. I really love it. And I also love the fact that I used uh, two techniques of the same illustration, the, the clay and the background with pencils. I love it that it's the, you're looking for it now? You have it? Not here, <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> well, we'll, um, we'll put it the, underneath here in the uh, in the chat. All right. Um, I have it over there, but uh, I have to walk over, and I'm wearing these funny pants. So. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that when people have a look at your art, uh, they will realize that you should uh, find a way to go back to it. I mean, it's not just the money. Your wonderful, lovely husband makes a living. And it would be really great if you made a wonderful living too. But um, between you and me, you could go back to illustrating and you could actually, I'm going to now make a, a, an idea. 
because you created a few books of your own. I translated one, and yeah. it was beautiful. Thank you. And, uh, and you know, forget people like me. You should become an author-illustrator. I, I will speak to you about this, because in America, they are looking for author-illustrators now. So maybe you should consider going back to this, um, given your uh, immense talent. Uh, now let's go on to Beatles. Thank you, Mel, for this advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's my art therapy. Mm-hmm. Go, back to, go back to art, leave the therapy. <laughs> so, uh, so music and the Beatles. Yeah, I love the Beatles. We sang Beatles together, you remember? Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. What do you want to know? I always love the Beatles, always. My father loves them. So I've listened to the Beatles since I was a little child, maybe since I was a baby. And, um, and now uh, my kids are listening to them as well because they are wonderful. I love, I love the music. I love the lyrics. And, and I've learned my English mostly because of the Beatles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they did a good job for me. You grew up in a kibbutz and your English is spectacular. So uh, what, is, what is your favorite Beatles song? Um, I love Blackbird. Okay. And I love the... Um, mm, eh, uh-huh. now, I, now I've got Blackbird in my head, so it's hard to remember all the other songs. <laughs> I love them all. Okay, so... Uh, I'm going to ask you now to sing a few uh, bars of Blackbird. All right. Like that? No music? <laughs> You're no not going to play? <laughs> this, is, this is music therapy now. <laughs> All right. Blackbird sing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings to learn to fly. All your life, you're only waiting for this moment to arrive. Blackbird flies. I will not sing the whole song. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so now that we've uh, decided on what you're going to do tomorrow, uh, which is to get up and start sending queries to agents in the States, uh, <laughs> what, what haven't I asked you? Hmm? What haven't I asked you? You said that you will tell me a story when we're going to get live, and you still haven't told me that story. Do you uh, remember what was it? Yeah, because you were here with your daughter. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Show. And um, I asked her, what is her favorite uh, book that you illustrated? And she said, Mel the Smell Dragon. Um, oh, I'm going to go over and get it. Heck. So people, <laughs> people will see my pants a lot. I want to show people how talented you are. Um, Thank you. And my favorite picture, I have several favorite pictures from here. Yeah, I love this one as well. The Dragon Food Store. And I love this one with the ice cream, with the Betty Boop on the wall. (laughs) It's just great. Ah, and of course this also. Oops. So anyway, um, so the story is, so I asked uh, your daughter, uh, which is your favorite, uh, which, is, which is her favorite book? And she said, um, The Smell Dragon. 
And uh, then I asked her whether she knows about the Bensi the Porcupine. And she says, yeah. I said, what, you don't like that one? She says, oh, yeah, I like that one, too. And uh, there's a story of a, um, of, a, of a mother, a Polish mother, that bring, a Jewish-Polish mother that brings her son two ties, a blue tie and a yellow tie. So he comes over for Sabbath dinner wearing the uh, yellow tie, and his mom says, uh, what's the matter? You don't like the blue tie. <laughs> so that's the story. All right. <laughs> so, Rotem uh, Omri, thank you for your insight and for uh, your uh, humanity and your gen generosity of spirit. And um, go ahead and post a few things here in the, uh, underneath the uh, interview. And uh, it was wonderful seeing you. Thank you, man. And, and our audience of hundreds and thousands of people can decide whether they want you to go back to illustrating children's books or not. <laughs> Thank you Thank very you. much for being on You've Got Mel. Thank Love you. Love you. Love you too. Bye, dear. Bye.